Podcast family, the episode that you are about to watch was recorded over a month ago, and it's crazy to me to see how quickly things have changed in just a short month. Everything that we thought was a priority instantly got replaced by the things that actually matter, our families, our friends, our teams, our customers, our neighbors, and our community, and I'm inspired by that. I know that we're in a very trying time right now, but I am just inspired by everybody coming together. That is exactly why this podcast was created, was to pull this community together. And if there's anything that we can do for you guys during this coronavirus crisis, um, please reach out to me directly um, or via our website or how. just reach out to us. Let us know how we can help you get through this time. That is why we are here. Um, you guys, Things are gonna be okay. We're going to re-strategize, we're going to shift all goals. It's amazing, all the goals that I laid out in January instantly disappeared. They went out the window. I'm creating new goals for this year just based on everything that's happened even in the last few days here. So um, I just wanted to offer you guys a word of encouragement, just let you know that we've got this. We will adapt, we will re-strategize, and we will get through this together as a community. And if there's anything that we can do here at the WHOA GNV podcast team to help you out, please reach out. We'd be happy to do so. Much love to all of you guys. See you later. Hey, Colin, what's up? Georgia! I need to get into the crime prevention building. I left all my podcast stuff and we're recording tonight. Can you let me in? Actually, I can just let you in on my app. Hang on. There you go, you can go on in. I love that she can let me in with the app. That is so cool. All right. Yes. Oh, yep, yep. Thank you so much. You're the best. Since 1975, crime prevention has helped to protect homes, families, and businesses. Stay in touch with your business from anywhere with their app. View cameras, control your thermostat, even access control. Worry less and connect more with crime prevention. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. 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 Into the microphone, Craig. I've already Whoa. said this. You gotta speak into the microphone, my friend. You guys, we Whoa. have officially made it to episode 100. We did it! Whoa. 100 weeks in a row. And you guys, of course, if you can tell, we got. We got three, party cameras. We got three cameras today. We got a party in the house. We are changing things up. I wanted to do a little mastermind session for episode 100. We're still having disagreements in house on whether or not we should do this more often. Because I'm like, this is gonna be cool. This is awesome. Should we do it every 10 episodes? I'm thinking 10. Every 20, every 25. Mm-hmm. You think every 10? Every 10. Wow. <laughs> 25 is not enough. Yeah, I, I you agree. Only get two a year. 
10. Cool, it's been said right here on the podcast. Every 10 episodes moving forward, we are going to do some sort of mastermind session. Allison is now rolling her eyes at the other end of the table being like, oh my gosh, I gotta help put this together. This is gonna be terrible. No, this is gonna be awesome. And the first mastermind is going to be on real estate, baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Whoa. <laughs> I'm pumped so, I know nothing about real estate. So I'm gonna learn a lot and take yeah, a lot of so notes today. We know everything about real estate. Yeah. We got you covered. And what yeah. we don't know, we'll make up and sound convincing. <laughs> there we there go. go. So it's, it's gonna be really, really great. And before, you know, Guys, I just know this is what I feared about it. Like everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, well, thanks for the invite, Colin. Why didn't I get invited to the real estate mastermind?" Well, you guys, we're gonna do this again. So definitely look out. Um, feel free to reach out to me. We want to do this frequently, not necessarily on real estate. No offense, you guys. Like, but but on a variety of different topics. But the goal here is to do uh, content that's just a little bit more topic focused. I really liked t- the storytelling aspect, having people come in and share their story, hear how they got to Gainesville and then dive into a whole bunch of questions. But this is going to be a little bit more topic focused. And uh, I'm just really excited to see what happens because, I mean, we're at episode 100. So the fact that we've done this for 100 weeks in a row just kind of blows my mind. But I'm really excited. I'm going to introduce our guests or I'm going to have them introduce themselves in just a minute. But before we do, I'm going to introduce my co-host, Michael Dees, the one, the only. What's up, man? How are you? Dude, I am living the dream today. I was so nervous. Like, So I've been doing the podcast with you for about a year now, so maybe half the episodes, a little bit more than half. Uh, but I, like all day today, I was like getting those like first episode jitters again because I've been so excited about this episode, the change in format, everything. Uh, we're sitting episode. at the end of a table yeah. like, near each other. Like even yesterday when we were rearranging everything, it was like, oh, there's just a different excitement. So uh, no, I've been, I'm pumped for this. I, I can't wait to, to learn uh, a lot of things that I don't know. Yeah, he was actually super, <laughs> he's trying to come up Me with too. questions like earlier. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to come up with questions. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna ask questions. Like, I don't know anything because I don't know anything. Right. That'd be super easy. I mean, let's go. Um, but you guys, so before we get into the episode, I have to thank our incredible sponsors. Uh, this particular episode is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems. You guys, there are a handful of companies that are just trusted hometown favorites. These guys over at Crime Prevention Security Systems are definitely that. Or, you know, they go by CPSS. You see all the signs. All around. You guys are so familiar with yard signs. You know what that's like, (laughs) being branded on yard signs. We've never seen a yard sign in our life. (laughs) Uh, This family-owned and operated security company was started by UF grads John Pastore and Randy Elrad back in 1975. Mm. Dude, if I can keep a business going that long, (laughs) all power to you, right? Like, So uh, today they are the local leader in securing families, homes, and businesses, and this is real security, y'all. Professionally installed and monitored, which is what you want when it comes to protecting those you love. And uh, dude, I mean, it's so cool. Like they're showing me stuff they can do. Like, I mean, and we're gonna put a commercial right before this, but uh, you know, they have the app, you can like adjust the thermostat, you can like allow people into the building from your phone. Like, I mean, it's amazing where this security technology has gone today. So you guys definitely check them out at cpss.net and let, let them help you secure your family, your business, everything. Good? Sounds good. Let's rock and roll. So you guys, thank you so much for your support of this episode of this podcast. I absolutely love you guys. Episode 100, let's 
go. Let's do it. Today on the show, we are changing things up. You guys, this is the WHOA GNV Mastermind Session, and I just want to start by having our guests introduce themselves. So if you guys, like, normally I do the introduction, so this is super weird for me even. <laughs> but we'll start over here with my man Craig, and we'll go around the room this way. It's just been about two to three minutes introducing yourself, your business, like what you do, you know, how long you been here. What Gainesville means? Do you like? Greg, you're gonna have to two, agree two, to yeah, oh, two, gosh. two to three, yeah. two to three minutes spiel, dude. I don't have too much to say. <laughs> Let's go. I want to know who made this table because this table is like Lee Clark made know, this man. table. Who works dude, for us? I'm like, this is it's great use of the sawhorses. All right. Yeah, trying to tell you that allows for the mobility, man. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm Craig Wilburn. Been in uh, real estate in Gainesville for about. It's going on. It'll be 18 years in uh, next month. Yikes. And, um, you know, we have a real estate team here in Gainesville, and we enjoy the city, love this uh, community of realtors and community of people. And so we uh, are excited about being on this 100th episode. Yeah. <laughs> of whoa. That's right. That's what I said when I walked in. I was like, whoa. Whoa. Dang. (laughs) I'll be brief. See? Good. Good job, man. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Greg Wilburn, everybody. That was a (laughs) I'm going to die in this episode is what's going to happen. Holly. All right. I'm I'm very impressed by that uh, brevity. Um, My name is Holly Mobis, and I feel like I'm definitely the newcomer here at this table. I've only been in real estate uh, maybe about two years. Um, Been in Gainesville. I went to college here many moons ago. I'm not going to say when, Um, but but a long time ago. And my husband and I went to school here and made it back to Gainesville probably about five years ago. And one thing led to another, and I just felt like my husband's a lender, so he's been in the business for 20 years. Oh, I think that just gave my age away. (laughs) Um, And so it just was something that he's, you know, I decided to get into and I love it. I work for Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, Thomas Group, amazing company. I love them very, very much. And um, I'm having the time of my life. Awesome. Andy, you guys, I gotta let everybody know. So you've heard us say, Andy has been a sponsor of our show. Andy, yes. thank you so much for your support, man. Really, You're really welcome. appreciate that. I'm very and happy then he come, came in like and sponsored the open bar tonight <laughs> too. So like, so whoever come, the next yeah. masterminds are, I hope they yeah. drink Brass Monkey or something. <laughs> <laughs> Coming through in all sorts of ways. So Andy, thanks for your support, You're man. You're so welcome. So I'm Andy Malden. I am the sales and leads manager at Pepin Realty. Uh, and I have been in real estate for about three years now, so I'm, I'm there with you, and I've been dual career the entire time until now. I am now taking the plunge, leaving the day job. I'll be full-time real estate. I'm very happy to be a sponsor of the podcast. I'm such a business nerd, like I love your podcast so much. As soon as I heard it, I was like, and you started talking about sponsorship, I was like, I'm gonna do that. Um, so, and first, I should have said thank you so much for having me here on this like Mount Rushmore of Gainesville <laughs> real estate. Um, I there's a lot of knowledge and wisdom and experience in this room, and I definitely look up into and admire a lot of you, all of you in this room. So I'm very honored and, and humbled to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, excited to have you, Kristen. All right, hello, Gainesville <laughs> and podcast listeners. Kristen Rebel here from Rebel Realty Group, broker owner. I've been a realtor, broker, well, realtor since uh, 2006, uh, where Craig and Dave used to work. So we are veterans with each other. I'm actually a Gainesville native, ACR, as you would call us. Um, Went away for 10 years, came back 
fourth generation broker. So real estate is in mi sangre, my blood. <laughs> so love it, um, love the people I meet, you know, love that I'm sitting in front of people I don't know as well and people I do really know well. And um, this has been a great podcast to listen to because it's pro Gainesville and this is an amazing yeah. city that I came back to because I love it so much. So thank you for having me here, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a blast. Hey, what's up, man? I gotta say, I'm always excited to sit at the table with you because you're easily Stop the most it. positive person I know. <laughs> Stop and it, Dave. He's got a business credo that says, don't believe the hype. You really, he should, but he doesn't, and I love that <laughs> about him. So, and the only thing better than sitting with Colin at a table is sitting with all the people at this table. You guys are awesome. So, I'm very honored to be with you as a group. Um, I've been in Gainesville since 1987. I got three degrees in Florida, so I'm a triple gator. I got in real estate in 2004. Um, You're just bored or something? You're like, oh, let me, <laughs> you know, let me I, just keep going to school, get degree after degree I like after challenges. degree. And Gainesville's awesome, and I was gonna change careers enough to where I didn't have to leave, you know? So Gainesville's an amazing town, and I don't ever wanna leave it, and I appreciate that you're doing a lot that you're doing to support Gainesville. I love Gainesville. Uh, Gainesville's an amazing place, it really is. And now that I'm a, a dad and get to watch what happens to kids in Gainesville, it, it's even better. I mean, Gainesville's such a great place to grow up. Mm -hmm. So my kids don't think so, but they will. When, <laughs> when they come back, they will think so. Um, it's true. They'll come back just like me. Yeah, I started in real estate in 2004, and um, I've been with Watson now. Uh, this month I'll be with Watson three years. I'm the managing broker for Watson Northwest Gainesville office and the Ocala market now. And um, I love what I do. It's the best career ever. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I'm pretty much unemployable at this point. I love my job. Awesome. I'm like really loud now because I turned <laughs> myself up and I didn't mean to do that. But I'm going to have you guys just lean into the mic microphone just a little bit more. But Lisa. Hi everybody, I'm Lisa Fetro and I'm with Caldwell Banker. I've been in Gainesville now for seven years. Um, originally from California and I've been in real estate since tw um, 2010. And um, I will have to tell you, I will agree completely with all of you about how amazing this town is. Um, when you take a Californian out of California, they always say they'll go back. And I was everywhere I was before. So Atlanta, South Carolina, um, I was in Columbia, and we were always going back. And when we got to Gainesville, I put my feet down and said, I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> uh, this town is so amazing. It is so family friendly and educationally forward. And I love that there is a group of people in here that love it as much as I do and are building businesses to help grow this community so um, I just if I, my my thing is I'm realtor mom and that's because I have two beautiful kids and um, I focus on them and I think this town makes it that way so um, anyways I'm excited to be here and excited to uh, get to see Colin in action so <laughs> Yeah, full disclosure, my wife works with Lisa. Um, AKA my best friend. <laughs> so you guys, you guys kick butt, man. Well, your wife's pretty darn amazing. I would have to agree. Um, he wants her to work for him, but she won't. So. She will never work. I win. She won't do it. She won't do it. She will never, she she'll never work right here. <laughs> so. I guess um, since I went first and I had to listen to everybody else. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Add on. Go ahead. Here we go. We should have started this way and gone this way. We all knew okay. that Craig was going to want the last word, so go ahead, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. No, I just didn't say who I was. Uh, <laughs> name, right? Yeah, yeah. So I do work with Keller Williams in Gainesville, Florida, and I have a real estate team called Team Dynamo that we, we love. And um, 
this community has been like very, very welcoming to our industry. So what we've done together in the past, many of us is, We've done things to try to raise the bar of real estate in the entire community, in our whole association. We have 1,300 real estate agents here in the city. And so, you know, if you want to get more of these mastermind groups together, yeah, yeah. you have to have a whole lot of these. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, so so let's, let, let's talk about this for a second because, you know, are you guys, do you guys like look at each other as like competition? Or? Absolutely not. No. 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 Actually, I, like, I would be like, I'm going to destroy friends. all you guys. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm and just that's kidding. why you're not in a different way. Every, <laughs> it's probably true. Everybody at this table makes us better, right? Competition. Yeah. Makes the cream rise to the top. Mm -hmm. And I love when somebody new comes in the market and shakes up the market and market disruptor. And they make me look at what I'm doing and make me want to be better. That is the best thing about the real estate market in Gainesville. And so each of the people at this table are my customer because they, you know, they could show anybody's listings. And when they show my listings, they're my customer. And I want them to continue to do that. So my goal in business is to get them to have a good experience working with me and want to do it again and again, because then my life's a lot easier down the road. My customers get better service and they get better service. So. That brings up the idea of synergy. We all have that with each other. We're all really good friends as well as each other's customers because we know the deal will go better for our customers when we can get along and really help each other, you know, get to the, the end game. I think so we all um, love each other. I, I really do think making those relationships within our community mm -hmm. is huge. And I think that sometimes you can just get in a silo in business and think, I'm just going to do it the way I do it and I do it right. And in real estate, you can't do that. You have to be aware of what other people are doing because they're giving you ideas. They're giving, I mean, they're, they're giving you knowledge. They're um, a new way, a new way of thinking. But also our relationships are so huge because, I mean, when Kristen sends me an offer, I'm like, yep, let's get this done because I know that she like I know what she does and I know how hard she works and I think I could say that about all of you and that's an amazing thing about our business is that though we may compete for listings or for customers we're not in competition with each other so it's just I think it's a really different kind of business because of that yeah and I look at other realtors as my sales force kind of like my customers when I get a listing I'm the odds of me bringing the buyer statistically are very low so I'm, I'm looking at the rest of the realtors in the county as the potential sales force for my listing, and I'm looking them at them as a source of income. When they get a listing, maybe I can bring the buyer, and there's great cooperation in that way. And for me, uh, leaving an industry that's fiercely competitive and cutthroat, and if I were to sit down with somebody from one of my competitors, people would look at me and start asking some questions, why are you talking to them, to being in the real estate industry where you can be friends, you can hang out, you don't have to be at the same brokerage, and there's a lot more cooperation, and there's, there's so much business out there. There really is an abundance of business. The people that are willing to work hard, they'll be able to, to make a good living in this industry, and that's what I love so much about it. And here's the truth. You know, 20, 25 years from now, I don't know how long you're gonna work. 20, 25 years from now, Craig Wilmer and I are gonna be sitting in lawn chairs on the beach, telling stories, talking about memories, and, and it's gonna be, you know, it, this is this is a career and we do this, but we have relationships that will outlast for a long time, whatever we do for a living. So I love Will it be fact. just you guys? <laughs> no, all of you guys are, in, I mean, all of you guys are invited. I'll all of you guys up. are invited. I won't even wear a Speedo, just so that you guys will come. I'd go hang out with you guys anywhere. No Speedo, I'm not coming. They, oh, okay, sorry. That's They'll it, Craig said they got to wear a Speedo, around. I'm in. So, but, but the relationships outlast everything and, and they matter a lot. And so um, I love the culture of the Gainesville real estate market because the market kind of selects out the people that don't play well with others over time. You know, it, it is a true capitalist system. But if you, if you suck at dealing with people, you're gonna go out of business 
pretty quickly, right? So the people who learn to play well with others and build relationships last forever. So the the um, the, the key words that we're throwing out here is the competition, competing, relationship. What what you said as far as the cooperation. So you you remember like when the market was in the toilet back mm. in like. 2011, 12, 13. That's, that's when, when I actually really learned how to, to do real estate. Correct. Okay. That's when I got more time generals from that. You, you know that. Believe it. <laughs> and if you remember, like I was president that year in 12 when yeah. the market was at, the, at its worst. Okay. And we didn't have 13, 14, 1500. We, we, we had, had like 700, yeah, 700 realtors. Members. I think we were all best yeah. friends. We had, we had to be. We had and to so be. I had to get up there and tell the whole, the whole association, look, we cooperate more than we compete. That's right. And that's how this thing works. Imagine if you had to, every time you had to sell a scooter, um, you had to, your competitor down the, across the street, another scooter place. Well, when I came to buy a scooter, I had to buy the scooter from you, like the, 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 the parts from you, and then the wheels and the engine from the, your competition. Right. And so every scooter you sold, your competitor across the street had the parts that you have also, but you need their wheels and engine to get your bike, your scooter to work. That's how we operate. So we we compete. Yeah, that'll never work. Yes. <laughs> you know, another thing is this. So, you know, David, you know, and and Kristen and I, we travel a lot. You know, for like the association activities and duties also. And it's funny because like we'll go places and we're hanging out and we're having a good time together. And so, and Lisa came to Orlando yeah. last time. We had we had the most fun. You need to come to. Oh, that was a blast. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, if you're not going to conventions, fix that and get there. Fix that and get there. You learn so, so much. More. The conventions. Well, other real estate agents from other parts of the, of the country and part of the state, they go, oh, you guys must all be in the same company. We no. go, no, like we're literally, all of us are in different companies. They go, why do you guys like like each other so much? <laughs> like, because Gainesville has a very unique dynamic about it. And so we, is this only in Gainesville then? It's, it's it really very, is. It's really like that in Gainesville. Really? It's, 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 it's definitely not, it's special. Think here. about in Miami, I think they have something like 50, 30, 55,000 50, 55, realtors. You don't know each other. But even with the 14, you said 1,300. I think 14. we have 1,400 plus right now. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of newbies, newer than you two even, that we don't know, Yo, but Dave, we will get to know. Real quick, Dave, you're going to stop crunching on ice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come over here. We're going to have crunching in like the microphone. And, and eventually the ones who don't really work will be, you know, they'll weed out themselves, right? Like you said, whether yeah. they don't work with people or they don't know how to work. But the rest of us, it's still a small community. So even with 1,400, we get to know each other. Yeah. We're going to work with each other. And so in, in a place where there's 5,500, you only know who you work with because you never work with the same realtor again. So you only know your office. Here, we can be six of us from six different offices and maybe all of us don't know each other as well as the other, but we will tonight, after tonight, you, better you know? Yeah. And if I work with Andy ever, I'll be like, hey buddy, I just met you tonight, because it's true, and yep. you know, we'll get, it'll be a great experience because we've had this experience together already. So it won't be a great experience for us as much as it will for our customers, because they're gonna see us get along and love how we get them to the table and everybody's having a fun time. And I'll tell you that, my business really took off when I got active at the association. So we have a phenomenal local association. So the Association of Realtors in Gainesville, uh, it's a tight group and they're very open in terms of helping people deal with each other. My business, I was very siloed until I got active at the association. I started interacting with people at other companies and that's when my business really took off for me. So being active at the association helped me build a lot of relationships outside of the house, right? So it worked really well. Well, I think you gotta think about, you know, when you choose where you're going, like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm gonna, I don't eat fast food very much, but if you're choosing, wouldn't you go to Chick-fil-A because 
they awesome. treat you so awesome when you come in there and like they always make you feel really special and I think that in in our market in real estate when somebody calls you and you're working you're co-broking basically a house sale and they're friendly and they're helpful and they're not arguing with you and they're and it's about like how do we get this to the finish line you want to go work with that person more so guess what when their new listing comes on you're like oh oh man i think i have a buyer for that one that's dave's listing like i definitely want to take a buyer to dave or your same thing or you're, you know you're thinking you know, when you have your listings come on, that there's agents out there that know that they want to work with you and it helps you to sell your listings. So I think that's a huge part of it. That's right. Yeah. I get yeah, excited. So every deal with a new person is an audition to get, <laughs> to get more business from them. Yeah. I get excited when I'm showing a buyer a listing that I, when I know the listing agent and have a relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up here, so there's realtors across town that I've known since high school and before. And like, I'm excited for it. I want it to work. I want to work with the people that I know and like. So that took 20 minutes to answer one question. <laughs> so just so you're So I mean like if, I, if I like wanted to list my house right now, who should I go with? <laughs> we would all have a different well, pitch for you with you our would. different yeah. things that are so great. But I would win because your wife is the best photographer <laughs> on earth. Um, so. The show sponsor, Colin. The, show, the, might the podcast go with the You know, the friendship because level all might the table, be too we get much. A referral. All right, so so I mean let's let's I mean let's we can cope dive into it. this a little. Can we do a six-way co-listing. <laughs> Let's dive into this a little bit because, I mean, one of the things that, you know, I've had the opportunity to come in and speak at, at Watson, and um, which I love. And the thing that is you very. Rebel back yeah, in I did. The day. You're right. Uh huh. So, I love, and I love doing that. <coughs> um, excuse me. Um, but, I mean, one of the things that is brought up a lot today is personal brand. Mm-hmm. Right, the imp- the important personal brand because you d- there are thirteen hundred of you guys. You have to dif- differentiate yourself. So, like, I would love to go around the room and hear like how each of you differentiate differentiate your different differentiates. You can do it. You got <laughs> it. I, it. I graduated from the University of Florida. I can do this. You got this. Uh, yourself. From, from everybody else. Like, why should somebody go with you? Well, I think we gotta go this way because Craig wants to be last. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> last, last word I'll for go Lisa. Ahead. I think um, being authentic in any job that you're in and anything you do is the most important part. So if you are not you or you're trying to be something that you're not or you're attempting to put out in the world this piece of you that's not you, it will not work. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly, that is like the one thing that I go back to every single time about what has made me successful in the real estate market in Gainesville and it's being the authentic Lisa Fetro. This is who I am, this is how I act and Everybody gets that. And I think that that's kind of my thing that I always go back to. So I am a people pleaser. And I love people. I love being around people. And I like making new friends. You know, we moved around a lot when I was a kid. So when you move around a lot when you're a kid, you either learn how to make friends, learn how to make people laugh, or learn how to get beat up, one or the other, right? So I learned how to make friends. And the real estate business is, is a lot like kindergarten. No matter the situation you're in, all you're doing is making friends, building a relationship, and learning how to deal with each other. And relationships and real estate are everything. So when I first got in the business, it was a tough market. It was 2004. Getting listings in 2004 was really tough because there were a ton of listing agents and the market was really hot. And if you didn't have a lot of relationships, you weren't going to get one. So I learned. I started learning commercial real estate, and then I learned how to play well with others. So I built my business, building relationships with residential people who needed help with commercial real estate problems. And so that's 
probably what launched me. So I differentiated myself by learning commercial and learning how to play well with others and putting those two things together. So I built a commercial business with referrals from realtors, referrals even from brokers from other companies were referring stuff to me because I played well with others. I made sure they got paid and I worked hard. So that was it for me. I can vouch for what Dave is saying because I was one of those guys who worked together. It's not your turn yet, Craig. <laughs> I'm know, just kidding. I want to validate what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like it's so true because Dave did that. And so, and I didn't want to do commercials. So when I saw what he was doing, I was more than happy to, you know, leverage that relationship that we have because of who he was as a person. I'm going to tell you, just to go off on that with Dave, I actually used him for my commercial deal. There we go. You know, so he did differentiate differentiate yeah. himself. And the authenticity that Lisa talks about is really true because I think what I what I show is that I love real estate. Again, it's in my blood. It's something that I, I did not want to get into real estate when I was growing up. I never saw it. My dad was actually more of a property manager. My grandfather, who's 97 and still is out in the world having mm. a good time. Everybody knows Paco Rebell. He's a legend. <laughs> and and he song. showed his love for real estate, but I just thought, oh, that's just Paco. That's what I called my grandfather. That's just Paco. That's just who he is. And then I got into real estate. And like the first day I sold anything, I said, this is what I love. And so I really, and I came in in 2006 when it right. was even worse than when Dave came in. And you just love what you do despite how hard it is. People notice that. Mm -hmm. So the differentiation is just the absolute pure joy in what you do. And people will resonate with that. And then, you know, everybody says, oh, the realtors never call me back. I love calling people back. I People please or love talking to people. I'm actually one of the shyest people you know. But you probably don't know that, Craig. You've known me for a long time. You don't know that, Dave. Mm. You don't know that, Lisa. Yep. Because in real estate, I'm not shy. Because I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I live and breathe it. So when you and you're and it's not an unhealthy obsession. It's a it's a healthy obsession. So people see that, right? They see your passion. They see your love. And then I focused on listings. I didn't want I didn't want to focus on buyers because I knew the money was the listing. You have your sign up. You've got you know you get to market it because a big part of me is I love marketing. So I was able to market the listing, not the buyer. And then that gave me the ability to work with everyone else. Right. So, you know, differentiation is just showing who you are, like you said, authenticity, but really figuring out what you want to do in real estate. And for me, it was picking up listings and really focusing on that. So cool. Yeah, I've got to echo Lisa, like you are who you are. I'm not going to pretend to be somebody else for anybody. So if we connect and you enjoy working with me, because working with a realtor is a very personal connection. There's a lot of emotions tied to it. It's, and a lesson that I learned early in life from my father that I apply is, you know, the person buying the, the $60,000 house and the person buying the million dollar house, it's just as big of a deal to both of them. Treat them both the same, regardless of the money you're going to make off the deal. And I think we'd all be lying if we said the $60,000 like house <laughs> isn't, isn't so usually true. more work. Cheers so to true. that. It could be more work either way. It's but, usually you know, more work on the, on the But it's side. probably a bigger deal to that person sure. to buy a house mm -hmm. than the person buying the more expensive house. So you treat them with respect. You give them your time. I will answer your text message at 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. I will return your email right away. And I expect the same thing from my lenders and other people that I work with. Um, but I'm, I'm just me. Like, I'm going to treat you the way I would treat my mom if, if I were helping her. Like, that's how I try to look at everybody. And it, like I said, you know what? If you don't like me, that's great. I can refer you to somebody totally opposite of me that you'll probably like and, and have a good, good experience. I don't want anybody to ever come back and say, man, I really didn't like working with that guy. I didn't feel like he treated me right. That would crush me. I don't want to disappoint anybody. I don't want to let him down. So I'm going to give it my best. And, th and that's all I can do. I don't know how that differentiates me from anybody at this table because I think everybody at this table is in that same boat. Um, but 
that's what that's all you can do just connect with people it's good all right, Holly, so. why are you being all quiet over there this Wait, whole time? Holly, I hear you can sing your She's whole She's going to sing spiel. for us later. <laughs> yeah, sing so, us a song, Holly. You should sing well, your answer. I, like I mean, that's question. a differentiator. <laughs> I like this question because it's really something that I've been struggling with. Not struggling, but really focusing on for the since I got into it. Because, like we were talking about before about Gainesville, is it is, uh, it's a, it's a, a big, small town. So... It's, a, it's a lot of referral base. So if you're new coming into the, into the market, you have to really think and focus on what can I do to differentiate myself from it? And you say, well, why are you quiet? Well, I'm actually like you, an, a natural introvert. And so I'm in here and I'm like, oh, you know, like I'm not naturally extroverted. So it's, I think, I think you guys would agree that it's easier to be a real estate agent when you're extroverted, right? Oh, it's because easier. Wait, I think life is easier when you're not. What do you think, Greg? Just in Greg, what do you think? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, lies, lies. Um, so, okay, I'm naturally introverted. I'm coming new to it. What am I going to do to differentiate, differentiate myself? So it's been a process for me, and so I'm still working through it, but... Um, so that's why I started doing like the real estate parody music videos because I'm like, okay, so I, I which can. are amazing. Thank They're you. They're awesome, Holly, Thank and you, you have a beautiful voice, Aww. which I really hope you'll sing for us at some point today. <laughs> we go together. I'm an agent, he's a lender. You and me find you good weather. Yeah, get you that house in December when you call me. He's been locking up your rate, credit checking out the gate, mortgage payment looking straight, don't pay too much. I find you the perfect house, get you off your mama's couch, and baby you know it's obvious, it's time you buy you a house. You say the one and I'll go show you homes kindly, time to get off mama's couch. So, uh, so no pressure. I, I want to be I want to be super transparent. Like, yeah. like one of the reasons that I invited you on the show was yeah. because of that. Like, and I reached out to you a long time ago when I start started seeing you making these videos for YouTube. Right. And I said, if you keep doing this, you will win long term because yeah. not nobody's doing this. And this is definitely a different differentiator. It's definitely one of those things that will resonate. That's providing value. And, and I told you that early. And did, and yeah. so. Like, it takes, you know, one of the reasons people get on the show is because they catch my attention. You absolutely caught my attention. And those videos are awesome. <laughs> and you need to make them into TikToks, which I will not get into TikTok again, but like TikTok. There's so many things to be on top of. I know. You know but I do I know. We can dive into social media and stuff yeah. a little bit later if we, if we want to, but. I'll have um, my 12 year old teach us. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my eight year old. Oh my God. But, but it's definitely been one of those things that really caught my attention mm-hmm. and you're awesome. Aww. Like they're really good. You guys go check out her videos because they're really, really good. Thank you so much, Colin. I really Absolutely. appreciate that encouragement. 
See, you didn't know your answer, but it was right there. <laughs> and again, I mean, you're, you're just being you, right? Yeah. Authentic. So is that it? You're, I mean, you're just being yourself. I mean, you pulled your husband into those as well. What did, what did he think? Was this your idea? When you're like making these videos, it's absolutely this, all my idea, and you're he's like, you're like, honey, I need you to be in my. Yeah, he like it was kind of kind of fun the first time. Then the second one, he was like, "Are we almost done?" Like, I'm like, "Dave, it's, it's you know, it's good for you too." Yeah. So I'd like to say that I can't sing. And the YouTube universe, you're welcome. <laughs> so I provided a service by not doing those videos. Right. Right. I mean, real quick though, is this yeah. like recognizing? I mean, because you can sing. Yeah. So you sing at church, and you like, is this like recognizing and knowing your strength? I mean, like I can use this tool to really be that differentiator. Yeah, absolutely. It was like a like a moment. You know, I was doing the real estate minutes, and then you know, you don't, you never re. Invent the wheel. You just, you. I'm, I didn't make up a parody video. You know, I was watching somebody else do, it and I was like, "Well, hello. I should be doing that. I can do that." You know. Okay. But the coolest thing now, in terms of like 2020, is that you can do it yourself. Like back in the day, I would have had to hire somebody to like record it for me. You know, now I can have my phone. I literally had the ear thing with the microphone, and I'm singing into my phone and editing it on my computer. You know, I'm doing it all myself, which is incredible. It really is incredible that you have all that, like, with your smartphone, you know? So that that was really cool, yes. Absolutely, awesome. <clears throat> Good luck, Craig. You gotta follow that up, Good luck following that up. Next week, Craig's oh, no, parody right. video. Craig, <laughs> sing, sing us a song, Craig. I, I can sing back up for her, okay? <laughs> all right, so here's the thing. So. You know, the reason why I said I disagree with what Holly said, as far as you have to be an extrovert to enjoy life and enjoy being good at real estate. That's not what I said. What would you say? I didn't say you had to be an extrovert to enjoy life. I said it's easier to do, to be an agent if you're an extrovert. Okay, thank you. Thank you for the clarification. And also life, yeah. Okay. Listen better. To to enjoy it, right? To enjoy it. To enjoy it, to do it. To do it, okay, to do it. So to to do real estate and, you know, and life and that kind of thing, extrovert. Disagree, okay? Okay. Because you got a, you got four extroverts, two non-extroverts. Is that true? Can we go around the room? Can you say if you're an extrovert no, or an no, introvert? No, no, no. Talking about in business, in oh. in, the, in the business, she's a she I'm an is. Extrovert. She's a high D. Okay, oh, she's I'm a driver. A, I'm a hundred percent D. Yeah, no, no, no question. But I'm just. This guy's a he's a CS. He's he's a he's he is he's a detail. He's a he's a caring person. He's a deep thinker. I can see it on. I am an introvert. Yeah. See. Thank you. Okay. What I do you guys also, think I am? Oh, I, you all I, bro. Yeah, Come on, give me totally a break, a bro. It's easy. Your I parrot. You're, you're, you're Are you all, D? You're so DI. What is what is ID? I don't even know what these He's letters mean. What does DI it's mean? It's a disc assessment. It's a disc, I teach disc also, but that's a different different story. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. I actually just did that test. Okay. Yeah. What What did you get? Do you remember? I don't remember. How oh, I can look it up? What am I? I just I just know that you are <laughs> Lisa's like a this D also. I am I am the most extroverted human. I know, but what are you on the disc? I think you're a high D. I think so. You're a high D. So I get along with high D. I know you are an introvert person naturally yeah. your own being but when you get comfortable somewhere you are super extroverted yes and, but it's only in your comfort zone He's right yes right that is that is 100 percent right. correct That's, yeah that is correct. whereas like i can just walk in a room where i'm super uncomfortable and i'm like hey everybody how's it going yeah. everyone's right near, good yeah <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so that's you know the difference there so Craig, go ahead. Let's hear. Let's, let's hear okay. you. Yeah, stop whispering over there. What are yeah, you what's going on? What differentiates? We're, we're podcasting. Oh, we're podcasting right now. We need like fo- oh, focus. All right. Well, anyway, Uh-oh. my point was this. Okay, 
you got the four extroverts, you got the two introverts, okay? And how many of us are doing mark videos and like music, you know, things that catch your attention? A high eye. One person and the introvert. The okay? introvert. So yeah. she has found a way to take and leverage what she has to be successful in what she's doing because of who she is. I don't think whether you're an introvert, some of the most Great. successful people that I know in real estate that would blow everybody in this room's mind of what they do in their business are extremely high introverts, mm-hmm. but they understand how to build a business and how to, how to create attention. And so it doesn't, your success in this business has nothing to do, I know a whole bunch of outgoing people like me and da 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 that are unsuccessful in real estate. So it's not contingent upon who you are, it's about what you do. And so now, as far as differentiating yourself, okay, yeah, you know, we all have to do different things to do that. Holly's found her niche. You got the realtor mom over here, you got the commercial person, you got the fourth generation, four generations of real estate. I mean, that's crazy, okay, that's nuts. So what we did, what I had to do was, I went at, are we, are we reloading here? I'm good. I decided to go into a different direction to differentiate myself, which was basically building a team. And so like, so I've become known, you know, for a, to be a team person where, you know, I'm not just the only one doing all the job of real estate myself, but I've leveraged a lot of people and I also, they leverage me. And Nobody else each. at Keller does that, right? We have several. That no, do they that do. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, here's yeah, yeah. the but here's the difference because Keller is a a company that that supports the team yeah yeah Craig did this before the nation of realtors, like all like United States realtors, got into teams. Craig well, was no, the no, team. No, 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 not quite. Not quite. No, no, no. You really were. You were <laughs> up there with. Yeah, but you were up there with them. Yeah, definitely Gainesville. Yeah. But you were up there with the teams before when Keller was starting. You know, nationally, the teams. There's actually people that have been doing teams for 20, 25, wow. 30 years. It's, 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 it, that, that concept has been around for a long time. It's become he's more. He's differentiated himself, making us all believe that, that he's, he's the, the man who created team. <laughs> but you were one of those first ones that really got it and really built from it. I mean, so. to be honest, for somebody who hasn't been in the industry that long, if you said real estate team to me, the first thing that pops in my mind is your Dynamo. face, Team Dynamo. Right. So that's the that's the differentiation part for us, you Good know. Job, just, bro. I'm so proud. Oh, of you. Wait, oh, yeah, man. you've been oh, in. Would you say 18 years, and it's, they've been around for 20 years? Come on, Craig. Yeah. Well, you were in two yeah. years yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what okay. I'm saying. But you were he in won't two admit years. it, but he made the local brokers come up with team programs. There's no doubt in my mind that you changed the way local brokers handle teams, mm-hmm. and and you sh- you prove to local brokers that this works, and it's a force they got to reckon with whether they like it or not, mm-hmm. and they better adapt. Yeah, I, I I do believe that in the future, as time goes on, the the team concept um, will be more and more like the norm, primarily because what you don't well you, what you know okay because you own a business is that any business especially in real estate it can it sap it zaps sap zaps zaps it zaps the life out of you yeah. because it, there's so much to do you know you got a person like Lisa who's selling tons and tons of homes right and she's working by herself pre- previously working by herself i'm like do you sleep because i know what it's like to sell a ton of homes working by yourself i did that for one and a half years because that was it. I couldn't do it anymore. So you, you you realize that to have life balance, it's nice. Now, if you were the only employee of this organization, you could sell a lot of scooters, but you would never see your wife, you'd never see your kids, you'd never have a life outside of selling scooters. So what do you do? You leverage people. You have you know people that do your your, your repairs and sales and, and and so real estate. Why should it be any different in real estate? 
you know, there's so many tasks that have to happen. So what we did was we just figured out, you know what, let's start breaking up the, the tasks that have to happen to help somebody buy, help somebody sell, and let's find people who are actually more gifted than I am in administration, in lead generation, you know, in marketing, in these different things, and let's employ them. You know, let's put them to work and give them an opportunity to, to, to thrive, and the client gets a great experience because they have specialists in the different areas. And so that's what we realized. So I think that as time goes on, more um, customers will expect those kind of services, and I think more real estate agents will appreciate having life balance because they're not having to work every single day to do everything for everybody. Um, so that's what we did in the beginning to try to differentiate ourselves. Well, I think the business has changed so much with the accessibility, the amount, like right. the fact yeah. that your customer can text you at 11 at night and expects a response because they know you've got this thing attached to you has changed the business. And so it's making adjustments for the fact that this has become a 24 hour a day, super accessible business. Can I be the Craig in this one and add something? <laughs> Come on, Craig. Okay, Let's go. so I should have brought this up earlier, but in 2006 when I started, the market started really tanking hard. And so I, w I actually did, had a really amazing first year because I just had connections and had you know a couple, one or two million dollar deals, which is a lot of commission. So I was able to make it. And I had a really good friend who we were marketing together because marketing's really expensive that we met our first year, our first two months in real estate. And so I was at the same company with Craig and saw that he was a team leader. He actually invited me to be on his team and, and, and my friend. And we declined because we wanted to build our business on our own, not under his Because you name. wanted to compete. But I still, <laughs> we wanted to control. Really trying to get this competition. Okay, that, that D, that she D personality. Control. I was like, uh-uh, you can't control me. Uh-uh, I'm my own woman. No, but I really respected that. So when we noticed the market was changing, I was like, gosh, this is, was a total greedy thought. Okay, so you can have this for this. I was like, I don't want to be her next year and not make as much. So maybe I should bring us together and build a team. Because we were, we, were, we were both sharing the costs of, of all the marketing so we could get listings. But sometimes, I mean, I remember a buyer called me over her because their daughter's name was Kristen. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to hurt. I don't want her to be in this situation anymore. And really, I don't want to be in this situation next year. So let's just build ourselves together. So that was actually the biggest differentiation: is that we were a two-person team, not like a we were eight-person team at the time. Still, pretty much all of that. And uh, but I, I did. I have to say, I got that idea from Craig because of the leveraging. And really the market was tanking. It was like, I can't afford this. I can't afford to survive without somebody else rowing that boat with me. You know, so, you know, the team concept was there. I saw it, but I didn't build a huge team under me. It was just two girls. Rebecca going, Johnson, you know, so I gotta, to I gotta call her name out. The yeah, Rebecca Johnson, Hi, Rebecca. that's my girl too, she's Hi. awesome. Um, you know, going back to this, I mean like literally, if, if it were possible for us all to work together, like in the same company, we would totally do it. Like, I mean, like we, all of us in this room, like we feel that strongly about each other and just as friends and human beings. So it's not about- I don't believe you. It's, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm gonna tell, us, wait, I'm gonna tell another story because like, I'm a story person. Okay, um, I love stories. So I worked with a, we had a buyer seller, probably did three deals with us and then Lisa Fetro started. And it was one of her best friends. And we're like, 
dang it, we lost her to Lisa. But I liked Lisa so much, I was like, that's freaking cool. She brought, you know, this other really awesome woman, realtor came in. Well, what'd you say when you got home later that night for real? Well, at first she was not mad at me. No, like, you know, yeah, you're like, oh, dang it, more competition. You know, somebody had taken our friend, but it again, it didn't feel like competition. It was like, well, you know what? Everybody knows like 15 realtors, you know? So I had that person for three years and that person's still a good friend of mine also. We, you know, when we're down at the Gator Games, I see all of them. Yeah, they're working with me now. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, well, they worked with Craig last year, so. I agree about the future of the industry because the truth of the matter is you can't scale as an individual. When you become a top producer, you can't do everything on your own and keep growing. You have yeah. to start separating up the tasks and really focusing on what your strength is and bringing in people that complement your strengths and build a business because you, a one-person business that's massively successful is very, very hard to come by. That's so that's the, true. The, but they're out there. Really? Yeah. I've not seen them. I don't know. I don't know. I, get, I, I, well, I don't want to drop names, but I can give a couple of examples yeah. of people that crush it that are so In Gainesville? Yes. I think I I don't know I think. But do you know if they're alone about, or do they have like an assistant, behind, yeah, what's a friend, the, the, the husband, the, the wife? Because yeah, most most every one of the people that I know you're thinking of mm-hmm. has behind the scenes. There are there are a full For functioning. Sure. They have group that connector that that's make, like back you know, there yeah. doing stuff. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean your team could be a VA or or some sort of assistant that's not licensed to help you with the things that they can do. It doesn't necessarily have to be another agent. Was was hire Shannon Austin. Colin's wife. Um, she's so hot. She's <laughs> first off, she's a six foot blonde. You guys, what? you can't Thanks go wrong this. when you have that on your team. All right, Colin's you know? got to go now. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she not here? <laughs> so I remember. I, I remember won. Craig. Craig taught me something back in the day, and he told me he said, "Dave, when she'll I, be so pissed that I said that on the podcast." He said, "The first year I hired an assistant." My income went up, what was it, like 40% or something like that? So when he hired an assistant, his income went up 40% because a lot of the stuff that he was doing that he sucked at, and he admits just like I do. I mean, good salespeople usually are organizationally challenged. So you find somebody who's not organizationally challenged and put them behind you and let them handle a lot of the stuff that you just don't have time to deal with. His money went through the roof. I think that's a hard thing to really grasp at first, though. When you're a control because freak, it is. It, you know, because I even reflect back to this to my business and thinking, you know, I, w- I did the bookkeeping for the first ten years. Yeah. You know, I was doing the bookkeeping. I was spending like, and then I realized I'm like, dude, I'm doing this like two hours. It actually. I wasn't even planning on switching, but I had a company called Guleo yeah, Coffee, I and, that coffee and so I, I had my bookkeeper. <coughs> excuse me, I had my bookkeeper. Um, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm thinking that since a new company, like just having a bookkeeper handle this stuff, you know, and had the bookkeeper take care of it. She was like, oh, but what about new scooters for less? I'm like, what about it? <laughs> like, I've got it under control, and she, and then she convinced me to let it go. And it made a lot of sense. It's like, dude, like by outsourcing this, I, I'm freeing up two hours. I'm freeing up two hours of my day, right? So I'm by outsourcing this. I'm freeing up all this time, and ended up doing that. And then, and then she ended up doing the bookkeeping like way better than I did, right? So, yeah. So and it, there's things you're good at, and there's things that you aren't. And I think what we're saying, the hardest part is actually releasing anything. If you are Especially a if you're a high D, like yeah, it's, it's tough. if you're a controlling person, and the way that you do things has always been your way it's hard to realize that you will be better off giving somebody else some tasks or some things that they're better at than you are um, because you don't have, I, I only have 24 hours in a day as well. And 
you know, I think you start to run into this realization that you can't do it all. And if you want to still be a good mom and a good wife and, you know, have all these other things in your life. Um, So really finding that balance. You you. should never be mowing your own lawn or cleaning your own house because it's during working hours and you can pay somebody a rate to do that where you could be doing activities that, that generate revenue for you that you're best at. The same way you shouldn't be uploading disclosures and stuff for electronic signature because that's not generating you revenue and using your skills to their highest and best use. You should be paying somebody else to do that once you get to that level. Now, yeah, you got to start out doing it all on your own. That's right. Yeah. And you might even so start you know out taking your own photos, which I'll call you out for on Instagram if you do. But, you know, <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Uh, but once you hit that point of production, it just makes sense. Like, it's the only way to really grow if that's your goal to grow and, and be a top producer. Like, you got to outsource some stuff. I will say, though, you know, mowing the lawn turns my brain off. <laughs> All I can do is follow that stupid single line. But he's talking about during work hours. Well, I understand. But, and, well, during work hours. I'm self-employed. I can do that one. Right? <laughs> so, what are work hours? I'm mow the lawn on Tuesday afternoon. I'm mow the lawn on Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to follow the line and everything else goes away. Now, you know, Colin, you know, <clears throat> you already know I got five kids, right? Wife, they're all in activities. and yeah, I don't know how you do that, man. I like to. That's I, a business in itself. It is a full-time <laughs> job, bro. And actually, it's more than full-time. I, I, I work at kind of like, you know, almost full-time. My wife works at overtime because mm-hmm. okay, it's all the time. Yeah. And, you know, for me to be able to, like today we spent an hour on the phone going over. I got four kids right now that are in, you know, four different sports that all travel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And so we're like going through the calendar for an hour, just trying to put in my calendar because I have people that schedule appointments for me on my calendar. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I got to block off these times and dates because, you know, I got to make sure I'm at my kids games. OK. Mm-hmm. And you realize when you want to have a life outside of your business, you have to have leverage or else, you know, you're going to have a smaller business or you're going to have you can't you can't you just cannot do it all. You know, so you got to have that you got to have that balance in there somewhere. And so these, these, whether you have a team, whether you have, you know, people that help you, whether you have, you know, systems in place to do different things. But, you know, at the end of the day. Thank you for that. Systems. Yeah. That's huge, too. I think it's not just people, but it's having a way of doing it. It's not just a buzzword. Yeah. It's a way of life. It's an actual way of doing things. And if you don't have that, if there's not a process to when you get a listing and how that process goes or when you have a buyer and how that process goes, you'll be flailing. It, forever, it, you have to have a system with You're a helper. You're self-limiting if you don't have a system. You've oh, got yeah. a system, you can do way more productive work. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I will say, uh, somebody's talked about responding to a text at eleven o'clock at night. Mm, yeah, I, I had a mentor who he was tough to get a hold of at two o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and and I, right, and I and I, I learned. <laughs> sorry, I learned that. If, if it's good to be the first one to call back, but if you call back in 60 seconds, your customer is not going to value your time as much. You know what I mean? And so, and sometimes you're in the middle of something where 60 seconds is not going to work because I'm with another customer. So I learned that you, you better create, respond to me you, so quick. Bro. You, create, you create more of a demand. Well, I'm worth the wait, damn it. So you create a demand over time. And then at some point, there's a balance in your life where you get joy out of not answering the phone. Yeah. At 11 o'clock at night, shoot, I'm an hour into sleep, man. That's just it. So, I am not 
the guy to call at 11 o'clock at night. If you call me at 11 o'clock at night, something should be on fire or we should be related. <laughs> I agree. When, when Andy, you said that, I was like, no, that was when I was brand new and didn't know what I was doing. I said and, nine. Oh. I said That's nine, not 11. We old people hold it's it 11, okay? <laughs> I, I said that people think they can text you at 11 o'clock okay. at night. Yeah, there yes. we go. The two of us Andy's, got mixed Andy up. was right. working at nine. I was saying people think they can. I Even have, at nine. They can text you. They can yeah. text you. Well, have, you don't have to answer. Right. I have told a buyer. Accessibility is the problem. I have right. told a buyer, listen, it's 10 o'clock. I'm at home with my family. You, I can't talk to you after 8 p.m. And they were okay. I get it. Never, never had that call man, after that person again. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you have to set a boundary, but I mean, if you text me, I'll probably still answer. <laughs> Not at dinner though. Maybe. Mike, what you got, man? No, yeah. So I do. I kind of want to try to flip the script a Whoa, little bit. Whoa, Mike! Yeah, hi, I'm here. Hey, hey guys. you haven't done no, it. No, Mike, I'm, Mike, are you extroverted or introverted, Mike? I'm, I'm probably like you. If it's my comfort zone, yeah, you're I'm like, totally yeah. extroverted. But if I it's am, not, I'm a wallflower. I've told everybody: if I'm on stage, if I'm on the microphone, if I'm on camera, if I'm in business, I'm like 100 percent extroverted. If other times, I'm introverted. Yeah. For sure. No, but I wanted to try to flip the script a little bit because I, I think what well, we said, 13, 1400 realtors in Gainesville. And by the time right Seems now, like a lot. right now, the way this is going, by the time this podcast drops, the number's going to double because everybody loves their job so much. <laughs> so what are some of the nitty gritty parts that like, you know, the, the struggles, the, the things that, you know, you, you go home at night and you're just like, man, like, I mean, everybody's going to say you say they love their job. But like, what, what's the parts that you're like, man, this isn't for the faint of heart. Like, there's are, a hard part. Are you, you listening to, to, to country music? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Does anybody listen to oh, country music? Yes. Okay. Well, people are crazy. <laughs> that, you know. I said, are you asking for war stories? Because yeah. there's uh, a ton of war they're, stories. They're all over the place. Every day. People yeah. are crazy, whether it's the other realtor. We have, we have a two page sheet, actually, that says a hundred problems. Problems and the rebellions are not one. <laughs> and it, and it, it literally lists a hundred, or sorry, 99 problems, the rebellions are not one. We have 99 things that could go wrong that we can handle, right? So it's another realtor, the buyer, the seller, the title, House. the property, right? Anything, the inspections, anything that can go wrong, it's 99 of them. And so, and that's just 99 of them. There's thousands of problems that can go wrong. And we've all experienced thousands of problems that could go wrong. And it's just, you're problem solving all the time. And sometimes you just wanna pull your hair out. But I think that's what actually makes it fun also. No day is the same. No, you'll have a crazy client, you're like, well that's crazy in a different way than the last crazy client. You know, or another crazy, I mean, we're all getting along, but that doesn't mean we get along with every realtor. You just have to learn how to get along with them so that you can get to the end. But there are times when I meet, I, I know a realtor, like if Lisa or Dave or any of these people have a listing, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. But there's six others that I go, this is not gonna go well. <laughs> All right, what's their names? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first. <laughs> first. Well, I think part of it too. I would like, be that guy, by the way. I, I'd be like, oh, I, I have one buyer there. I remember working with. It, it, it was in a hot price point. He missed out on the first one we offered on we went and looked at another one he was all for it we we're gonna write it and ball for that day I'm texting the listing agent about one quick question it literally went under contract while we were in there looking at this property oh, and man. I mean he ended up missing out on three different ones because we we're in a multiple offer situation that's heartbreaking it is gut-wrenching to tell somebody for the third time you didn't get the home that's tough it's tough when you show somebody 400 houses they finally buy one and then the inspection goes south and there were you know $50,000 worth of unpermitted work or whatever it was and it's like okay now we're back to square one and it took us six months to find this one so the, I think those are some of the tougher times and it's more about 
having to tell the person you're working with that they're not going to get what they want or that something went wrong more than it is for me. It's kind of feeling that what, what they're going through on there. Cause I bought a house before it's stressful. Hmm. I mean, so what do you do to encourage them in that? Because I mean, I'm a very spiritual person and like when that, if, the, if something like that happened to me, I'm like, it wasn't meant to be. That's exactly what I say. God and bless I, you. I, I, it wasn't meant I, to I be. let it go. I let it go as simple as that. It's like that was. You have meant to, to be. prepare them from the beginning and say, "Look, at the price point you're looking at, the location you're looking, you are probably going to be in multiple offer situations. You have to act fast. You can't screw around. And there's a chance that you might not get it, even if you make your strongest, best offer. And let them know that going in. That don't let them get blindsided by it when they put in the offer and you find out there were six more and you know they were they were way over asking price. Like just tell them going in. That, I think that's that's a kind of a layer of those systems that you have a way that you prep buyers and prep sellers and in order to be able to navigate through these unknowns. It is a human business and the reality to humans is that no situation is going to go the same as the last one did. Yep. And I always say it's like some days you're the counselor. Some days you're the handyman. Some, some days, days you're the fireman. You're the fireman. Some days you're dealing with a flood. The therapist. Some days you're their therapist. Some days you're navigating some people through a divorce. Some, I mean, like you are. Your job has so many different hats that it's like you can't be ready for them all. You just have to be willing to navigate them. And you know, but. They don't teach, do they we teach you this at Real Estate 101? No, no, Holly couldn't even, this is probably even write a book at this point. swim business. Yeah. This is like, seriously. I, they don't really teach you how to be a realtor there's, when yeah, you're getting your nothing, license. There's nothing in the real estate school that teaches you how to do the job. Yeah. No, it's it completely opposite of what's real. It teaches you how to pass the test, yeah. okay, to be able to <laughs> do what you do. Is my thing, is my mic on? Is this thing no, on? No, it's off actually. It's off? I don't know what's going on there. What happened? Check, 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 check. One one. They, so, we had so to silence somebody, Craig. Somebody cut me off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. Just don't want me talking anymore. So you didn't trip over a wire or anything, did you? No, Is that mic plugged in? Didn't do anything. There you go. All right. Oh, there we go. Can you hear me now? Yeah, speaking of that one. All right. So. What am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll figure it out. We just go with the flow. This is why we're we're in the headphones, so we know if we're oh, recording. Oh, I had a I was on a roll and I had a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Real estate school. Sorry. Go ahead. What were you talking about? We weren't really listening. So. You know, so there, there are if, if 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 agents are listening to this podcast at all, if we get real estate people in Gainesville or wherever in the world, here's the thing: our job is not selling real estate. That's not what we do. We don't sell real estate. You know, people buy houses. You know, we market people buy houses. I mean, our business that we do is counseling people, helping yep. them navigate. When people are selling Navigating homes, people. they're selling homes because of a life change event. Somebody died. Somebody's got lost their job. Somebody's getting married, getting divorced, having too many having kids. Baby. I mean, you know, right. something's going on. Job changes, relocations. There's all kinds of life experiences. So, our job as professionals is to go in and understand what people are looking for, and then give them education and help them understand what they need to do to be able to buy a home or sell a home. So we call it setting proper expectations. Okay, so what, what Andy's talking about is right on point. I mean, it's like we have to set expectations for people so they know what to expect when things go wrong because things are going to go wrong. 90% of the cases in a real estate transaction, something is going to go wrong. Like we know this going problems. into it. There's all kinds of pitfalls. It's a, it's, when you think about it, all the people that are involved in the real estate transaction, 
it's amazing that anybody can close in the house because there's so many people involved. We got the buy, listing agent, buyer agent, the buyer, the seller, the inspector, the appraiser, the, the termite guy, the, the attorneys and the, you know, surveyors. I mean, so many people involved um, that have a say in whether or not this person can buy or sell this property. And then the house itself, you know, we had a string of issues that had nothing to do with humans. It was the dang on properties. The properties had issues that nobody knew until we did the inspection. Then all of a sudden you have people that are emotionally in, uh, involved in the transaction and then they, you know, they just trip and, you know, and people get upset and things happen, things go wrong. So there's all kinds of pitfalls in our industry. So a good real estate professional is able to predict what can go wrong and then give proper counsel and advice to the consumer to help them navigate through that process. So yeah. back what Lisa was saying, we're also jugglers, right? Yeah, Y'all's job that. sounds terrible. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's it. a lot of fun, actually. It, again, why would anybody want to do this? I was saying before, we can all write stories, you know, tell stories and, and write books about what we've been through. I mean, you know, going through that, I mean, we've seen snakes and how, I mean, you can get into any kind of experience. That's built-in pest control. It. <laughs> That's true. All right, so let and me. I, hold on before. I yeah, just yeah, want to yeah. add to that because we, Holly, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. She's like, yeah. time to get her answer. I know. Thanks I'm going to bring this over here. Um, that I um, am newer to the field, but I have had a lot of work experience um, in other area, in other jobs and things coming up to this. And I think it's it gives you perspective um, that there are a lot of pitfalls. I definitely have had a lot of deals where things have gone through. You're, you're going to go through that. And a good real estate agent, like you said, Craig, will be able to help and to counsel, but it's really wonderful. Like, I just love what we get to do. I mean, we get to help people in the biggest um, transaction of their life. We get to make friends and counsel. But then there's also so many benefits. I mean, nobody's telling you when you gotta wake up. I mean, you 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 know, like, you don't have to sit in an office for no reason because, you know, like, there's there's a lot of incredible, I mean, I just feel incredibly blessed to have found it and, to be able to help people and also have the flexibility to be my own boss. And I just think that is something to mention because we're going through, there's a lot of really incredible things that we get to experience as agents. But the so pitfalls is what makes it more interesting. <laughs> according the first to thing Colin. I'll say is we're all at work right now. So our <laughs> job is go. awesome, right? Yes. And the second thing I'll say is, um, Mike, you're looking for this. We look cool, we sound cool, we have all the answers right now. I won't lie, there are times when we'll go home and we'll be in a full-on snit. And we're professional enough to do that at home and we find a way to let it out. Some of us go to the gym, right? Some of us some of us lock themselves in the garage and take <laughs> something apart and then figure out how to put it back together. Some of us find a way to deal with it because you know it's not all sunshine and roses, but if, if as Craig said, you have systems in place, if you, if, you exactly, if you know and expect things to go wrong, none of it's a shocker. It still gets to you even when you expect it. It still bothers you sometimes. Like, geez, again? But as long as you're professional enough to deal with that at home and not let your customer know that you're feeling the same frustration they are and just help them through it, then you win. I have a good question. Just you have a question? This is no, a no, 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 like for everybody. Okay. <laughs> How many of you have fired a customer? Uh, best day ever. Mm-hmm. But have you fired many of them? When we had our property, our residential portfolio, right. we had one customer who was 25% of the portfolio mm-hmm. and he was 99% of my problems. Mm-hmm. And after taking enough education, the first thing the teacher said was, fire your worst customers. My business got <laughs> so much better, my quality of life got so much better when I got that micromanaging dude out of my life. 
and we let them go. And it was painful because it was 25% of our portfolio, but we recovered more than that. So it's good. What about you, Lisa? Yeah, I think there's sometimes there's a point where you have to um, let it go, Colin, like you said. I waited for Holly. Holly, that's the she second. did it for you. Q, we go. Okay. <laughs> We have to come up with another song. You need a call. Um, I, really, <laughs> I, really want, I really want her to sing. Um, no, I think there's a point where you there's people yeah. that are totally draining your life and your business, and and everything you're doing for them is still not good enough. And for a perfectionist like me, that's super super hard to deal with. Um, and there's and you have to. There's an eventual point where you have to say. I think we're probably not the best for each other. And um, I mean, for me as a whole, my whole business is referral based. And I tell people the day you sit down with me in a listing appointment that if at any point you don't want to work with me, you are free to go. Because the last thing I want is somebody who's working with me and they don't want to. So. How many times does that happen? That they've let me go? Or that you've you've been like. I've said, gonna, I think I have, two that yeah, I, I have two that I have two that I said years done. I have two, but this is yeah. we're good. I, I think I I've had one. And, Andy um, has one. He went. He wanted to put an offering on a property. I wrote it up. I'd shown so many houses, and um, the listing agent was like, "Hey, you know, he came and saw this property with me." And I said, "No, I didn't. But he's your customer now. <laughs> Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> and. Worked out great. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, I will say I'm a capitalist. So if we're not jiving and things aren't working well, I'm trying to figure out which one of my competitors I can refer him to. <laughs> and then I'll send I'll send him to that competitor and then I'll get paid a referral. By check, competitor, so. you mean another realtor? Another the, realtor. That's <laughs> why I got that lead from you. So uh, uh, it's like it I will so, never good, take a good, referral good. from Dave after tonight. <laughs> well, you know, so you, I, I would be lying if I I mean there are people out there who actually don't like me. It's possible, right? And so yeah, if you don't get along like with four. me, there may be somebody else in town that I think you'll jive with. And I'm an idiot if I don't try to introduce you to somebody yeah. to try to help you get your problem solved. At the end of the day, my goal is that you get your deal done, whatever the deal is. And if I can't be the one to do it, I want to send you to somebody who can, right? Otherwise, I'm not doing anybody a service. I'm hurting the profession. All of us want our profession to be raised up as much as possible. And so if I send somebody Does else everybody have that mindset, though, truly? No. 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 Not at all. Okay. But the goal is to help sure, them get like, there. Right? But the because maybe why, you guys do, but like how many people actually have well, that Well, the reason mindset? why I ask this, and I think I'm in the company to ask this, is because a lot of people think realtors are in it for the money. And yes, we can make money. But honestly, we don't make money by selling and buying real estate with our buyers and sellers, right? We make money by owning real estate and mm-hmm. leveraging that, you know, our, our own our own investments ourselves. That's You don't make money by working with sellers and buyers. That's actually the worst way to make money in real estate. But the thing is, is that you care about your customer. So Lisa, you've been in for five years. I mean, Andy, you've been in for three years and already fired Since someone. One, probably. Ten. I know, I, for I, ten I feel years. like. Ten. Seven here. Okay, well, 10 years, ten, yeah. yeah. So you've it's been okay. in, in. I'm only 26, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you look 26. But, you know, I don't think we all fire behind the microphone because we care about them. But you have to fire those who eat away your life mm-hmm. and your time because it's all about, you know, taking care of these people and taking care of your yourself and your time. And so I, you know, I, I, th- I thought it would be an interesting question to ask, and you answered just like you know I would answer. There's only one or two 
Craig, what about you? How them. many? Does this thing work still? No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's back, back on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Dude, I don't know what's All up. All right. Um, no, we've never fired anybody. We think everybody Same deserves us, and so we keep everybody. No, I'm lying. <laughs> I'm lying. All right. So we have a thing called No Drama Zone on there our team. Go. Amen. No like Drama it. Zone. Um, we appreciate working with people who value us, mm-hmm. um, and so you know we totally understand that not everybody respects our profession. So there's a lot of folks, unfortunately, who don't think that we deserve what we do because they have no. Listen, before I got into real estate, I had no idea what real estate people do. I didn't know what they do. You know, you, all you guys do is you show up, you put signs on property, you sell houses, and you make tons of money. That's easy. Like, that's what you guys do. And so... Um, amen. Amen, right? Yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> and so when I got into the business and began to ask a lot of questions before, before I, when I was getting in, and I began to sit down with different real estate professionals and ask them, okay, like, I'm like, I gotta, I'm going into this industry. I need to make some money. I'm like, you know, how does this thing work? And, and I began to realize how much time and effort and energy and attention and emotional energy and everything, it was like, this stuff is actually hard. And so it takes a lot from a person to actually do well. And so, um, you know, now, so it's hard for me to answer the question as far as how many people be fired. I mean, because the volume of business that we do is large. And so, um, you know, our, our, our thing is this. We just know that if somebody does not fit, we have a certain mold that we offer people. And if they fit that mold, we work with them. If they don't fit that mold, if they demonstrate behavior after we get into relationship with them that does not fit our core values, we are we have no problem releasing people from um, our relationship because we don't want the drama. We've had, I've dealt with it. But how many have you fired? I don't know, man. He doesn't know. I don't, I don't know. Too many? I mean, you know, we, we, we will 15? let go. Give me a number. I don't, listen, I don't This have, is my podcast. I don't. <laughs> I, He's got an admin you should call. <laughs> it's like two of them. Who on your team do I have to find out from? <laughs> we're not going to have. Team Dynamo, who do I contact? Tell me. We're, we're not going to have anybody that would be in our Terry. space that doesn't appreciate yeah, and value Terry. who we are. Terry, you want, if, if you're here, you should call in and answer. 16, that's the number? 16? If, if, if people don't. Did I hear you say 16? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if people don't appreciate and value, what we're offering them because like, listen when we go into relationship with this someone is this like a politically correct answer no dude I'm telling you the truth we are all in for a per- listen like I yes. am like all in for people in every part of my life if you are like in my world I'm like all in for you so if what happens is if if there's things that happen where you don't value who I am I'm out because I don't have room for that you know because I, I know that there's too many people that want what we have so okay. we're more than happy to let people go to open up space for other folks that appreciate who we are. Absolutely. Holly, have you fired anybody yet? Do you really want me to answer this question? Of course we I, want I to just think it's, um, I think um, when you're uh, earlier on in the business, you don't fire anyone. There is someone right now that I really would like to, but fire, you know, name. fire them. Fire <laughs> them. Help, help them be happier somewhere right else. Now. You would. <laughs> who do you fee. not like referral fee? Uh-huh. You want to yeah. refer them to yeah, Andy no, Malden? You, you are yellow. Right ding ding and in my mind. What's um, the what's the name? That's <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I try all the I, time. I totally. Like, I get what everybody's saying, but and I think it's interesting because it's all about perspective. So like, I'm not at your level at all. So I have. This amount of I'm I'm trying to, you know, bring home my commission check every month. So some t- I didn't think in the beginning. Sometimes I like I don't even know what I should say right now because I just have a client right now that you guys would 
be like, oh, that literally asked me, like, uh, he's a buyer, the buyer, and they asked, would I split my commission with the buyer? So the buyer doesn't even pay commission. I don't even, you might need to cut. <laughs> Greg's cut leaving the, the building. I didn't, I didn't. Greg just didn't left. Cred. It's over. I know someone. Kristen just threw up in her mouth. Too. Yeah, I didn't credit. I didn't credit. someone I don't like um, very well that you can refer to. No. Like, but if you're familiar with real estate, the commissions are paid on the behalf of the seller. So the seller makes that agreement. It's, n- it's no cost to the buyer. So for a buyer to come and say, I want some of your, you want you some of my commission to do my job. them half percentage that you're giving them the transaction fee. I mean, and this is this is sort of the things that you have to deal with and navigate through. It's people who don't the value. Quite value it's your time. Value. And that's building that value add. and Of and yourself. Right. Yes, of who yeah. you are. And, and so and I didn't agree to it. Yeah. Good. Good. I didn't. Once once you but, feel devalued, it's, but it hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really irritating. It's yeah. and it's like I don't ask to take fifty percent of your paycheck. So anyway, uh, you deal with it a lot. Um, I haven't let said no to anybody, but I have become a great. Well, I think in general I'm good at dealing with people. So. I use that to my advantage, I guess, to just okay. so hold on. No, listen, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here because we're gonna help. Craig out. always has to have the wait, last wait. word. And, and I would no, I'm gonna get the last gonna, word after Greg. Yes, yeah, so you will get the last <laughs> word because you can have it. Um, I'm just gonna sit back and watch. This is, not an intervention this for is me. going. Yeah. Greg, is no, this, why you call this me is going better than I ever thought it would. We, by the way, we are going to help everybody listening and Holly and everybody else because Amen. here's the thing: anytime anybody does anything to devalue who you are. What we do is this. We have to have a conversation about who we are, what we do, and what our value is. If the person that we're working, I don't care, I don't care what they're buying, I don't care how much they're gonna spend, if you don't value who I am, you will be let go. That's right. Like that. That's right. Because I do not put any weight into any person who does not value what we're offering. We're giving our life for this stuff, man. This time, Holly, I know it. You're new, in, and I love the fact that we have people that are experienced and newer agents in here. This is a good thing, okay? It's, it doesn't matter how long you've been in business. There's nobody on any different level than anybody else in this room. We are all the same. We're all working every single day to give back to the community. Here's the thing. If people do not value who we are, we need to let them go, period, because that makes a statement. It says something that, you know what? I believe in what I offer. I know what my value is. If you don't see that, I'm okay letting you go because when I let you go, I'm opening up myself to have all the other people who are waiting for me that value me to come in. And so I have let some very high profile people (laughs) go out of my world because they didn't value who I was. I let them go, and you know what happened? My business didn't drop. Oh my gosh, imagine that. Actually, my business went up because I now opened the door for so many other people to come in who valued and respected who I am, and that oversurpassed. So we have to be in a place where we are not worried about a single buyer ever, nope. ever. There's no person more important. If you, if I have a conversation with you, you come to me with half my commission or whatever it is, whatever it is, if I have a conversation with you, help you understand my value, and you still don't get it, we will shake hands, become friends, and move on with life, Bye, and I'll go find it somewhere else. That's it. I'm I mean, s- who can follow that? Preach. I can. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to say one little thing. This is what I want to end on, but Andy, you can follow me. 
I'm a very spiritual person also, and it's all about the power of positivity. And if anybody brings you down or takes you away from your value of yourself or the positive feeling you feel about yourself, you're done. You're just done. It's not about the money is what I was saying earlier, the commissions that you're making. It's about the, the people, the fellowship, the relationships you're building, because those relationships that are positive for you will build your business even more. It's everything that Craig just said, because he says that he's such a great orator. We love, we all love him. This is why you're a great leader. This is why we, a lot of us follow you, even though we're not on your team. I do it because he's hot. <laughs> he is hot. He's also hot. We all love him. They sit on the beach with Speedos. <laughs> the two of them. He doesn't want to see Dave in a Speedo, though. But it's, Whole different you've, you've got to, this, this business, any business can bring you down. So you've, you have to, find yourself the core of yourself whether that's through you know a religion or spirituality or positivity it's all the same right in many ways you have to value yourself because that's the most important thing it's really you because once you value yourself and give to yourself you can give even more to everyone else you can't give to everyone else you can't give to this business if you're not giving to yourself so you know it's i mean it's a beautiful thing to be positive and to love yourself so you give everybody else and that's my spiritual side of how i live my life and how i I love to experience this this business these people i meet my you know everyday life is all about loving myself so i can love others because it's real easy take yourself down when you let others take you down. I'm going to empathize with you a little bit because yeah, I let a customer go, but I had the luxury of not paying my bills with my real estate commission. So Mm -hmm. it's different when that's what you're relying on because sometimes, and I've always been in business to business sales ever since, you know, I got out of college. Sometimes you just got to suck it up buttercup and deal with that customer client because you got to earn your keep and it's hard. But when you're starting out, you don't feel like you have the luxury to, yeah. to let a, a potential deal that. walk away. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think once you get established and get more confidence in yourself and you know your own value and can present that to Everything people, then you have that luxury. happens for a reason and you're here to hear this. Yeah. And, and I'll say, um, I'm getting the last word. Dang it. No, I think we all want to hear you. Hold, hold, so glad that you recognize it though, Craig. Well, just because of what you said. I want to just tell you, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the business. Okay, now, this is the opportunity we have to learn from people that have been there before because yes I was that guy that took everybody no matter what I don't care I had people rude to me I mean just all kinds of stuff but I was like you know what I think it's my responsibility to like you know take and so you power through it and it's an awful thing and then they talk bad about you after the fact and you gave your whole you know energy and everything to help them out well my new agents now on our team and like in our company I tell them let people go don't do what I did. Believe me, I don't care how new you are in the business. If people don't respect you, you let them go, okay? Because you will open the door for people who do respect you and you will do better without having those people in your world. Okay, now I get to jump in one more time? Yes, you go, girl. So so I was gonna say thank you for the um, insight. I totally get it and um, I appreciate the input. But if we're talking about being spiritual, who's to say, okay, that God's not putting that terrible client in your life sure. for a reason, okay? That's a different thing. So Whoa. we're just gonna go there. Oh, he's bringing it out. I'm gonna drop that mic watch for out, a minute. Watch out, watch out, here we go. Everything and I'm gonna leave it right for you to learn. Okay, so right I can help now. with that. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Were you finished? Oh, oh. yeah, he, she, she dropped, dropped yeah, the mic. Yeah, I just dropped she the mic. Dropped okay, the mic. okay. Dropped so first of all, when a customer asks you to take a percent off your commission, they don't understand your value. So I think that all of us, before before we dump the customer, 
we got to do a better job of explaining our value. Our value proposition is very important. So before we cut them loose, they need to understand exactly what they're paying for. If they don't get it, then I've done a poor job of setting the expectation of what they're going to get, right? And my first statement to them is, look, if I give up, because 1% to them is 16% to me. If I give up 16% of my income up front without even arguing, why in the hell would they hire me? What kind of negotiator am I? What kind, what kind of a person I am to justify the value of their property mm-hmm. if I give up the money? And also I have three kids. So when they ask me to drop a percent off, I'm like, okay, so you're asking, let's say I list it for 3% on the list side. They say, I want you to do it for two. I say, okay, here are my three kids. Which one doesn't eat? <laughs> I'm shameless. And I'm like, look, dude, I don't drop my commission for anybody. If you don't want to hire me, call somebody else. I can give you a couple names, right? But I work for this, you get full service, and if you don't value that, then you're talking to the wrong guy and I walk out. But generally speaking, posture helps, and they understand, no, look, I gotta eat, right? If I went to, you know, I had a stroke in 16, if I went to a stroke doctor, I said, I want you to do this for 16% less, what's he gonna cut out of the service he gave me? It doesn't work that way. I'm a professional, I get paid, and if you can't see that, then I've done a poor job explaining my value. Until you figure it out, you call me. So Holly Holly has um, entered into a different dimension here with what her last statement was. Um, so yes, it. here's the deal. If the Lord has told you specifically to be in you know, connection with someone who doesn't value you, then the answer is always yes, you stay in that relationship, no question. Okay. Till they value you. Well, you know, not necessarily because you don't know the impact you can have when on somebody. The, when does the Lord specifically tell you? Well, or is you, he gonna, teaching you right to, now? You're going to know in your not heart. Not to ever do this you, again. You're going to know in your heart, you know, as a believer, you're going to know in your heart, you know, okay. what he's saying. Now, if you don't know, you you know, women, you women are so amazing. You know, women are just amazing. <laughs> Good guys, save there. You guys That's have, great. Oh, yeah. it's true. Oh, because yeah. you have, amazing. You know, We're going to throw out the word amazing real quick. You have an intuition about things the way that, you know. So if you know in yourself that, you know what, I'm supposed to be in this thing, mm-hmm. then stay in it. Right. Okay. But if you're just doing it for other, you got to self-audit. Okay. Right. You got to know. You got to be honest with yourself and say, I'm just doing this for other reasons. Get out. Yeah. Okay, if you feel that, you know what, the Lord's got me here for a specific reason, yeah. stay in it. And do it, power through it, because there's a greater purpose from that relationship, even though it's hard. Okay, right. so I'm not trying to say that you stay in a thing just because you're supposed to, or you get rid of a thing because he's not. Perfect. Now, we know you would fire them, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fire the person. <laughs> 17. Just kidding. It's like two a month. Unless I hear something internally that says stay in it and I and I did have one of those oh my gosh it was so bad (laughs) okay this was last year so bad and I thought I'm gonna get out of here but I felt on the inside that the Lord had called me to stay in that thing because this person just needed me to be in their world although it caused me so much grief but I stayed in it okay and I endured the whole thing and got them out and now you know, months and months later, I'm seeing the fruit of that person's life because I did not cut them loose, you know, so. So how does that make you feel now? Huh? How does it make you feel now? Well, it's awesome now because- Because in the moment you're like, you're like, oh dude, why am I going through this, right? No, 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 like, so when I was in that situation, I didn't like it and I was ready to get out of it. But then as I was trying to get out of it, I had this internal compass that was saying, don't do that. And so I was like, all right, I'll stay in it. And so I stayed in it, okay? And, you know, but then the grace, you know, come on, we're gonna go here. The grace came on me, honestly, it was like the grace from God came on me to not be, so when the person did things and said things that offended me, it didn't bother me. 
you know, like it just didn't bother me. I think that's one sign. Like if you can be with somebody and like in a relationship before, you know, for real estate and it's really hard, but for some reason it doesn't really bother you. That's probably a cue that God's putting grace on you to be able to deal with that person. Um, I've had some people where I just have no tolerance for them. And I know I need to get out of here quick. I had a guy the other day that literally What's I, knew, <laughs> I knew right away and he wanted me to list this property. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not the right fit for you. You know, and I didn't take the list. Let me recommend Dave Farrow. He gave up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think one of, the, one of the things to think about is that none of us are saying it's going to be easy and take an easy route and only go with what's easy. Like, if that's the case, I wouldn't have sold real estate like I have in the last seven years. <laughs> and you only know, fired two. Yeah, it's not the, it's not the yeah. easy route. It's... It's really, honestly, I think going through all these moments that you do of crazy situations, be it personalities of other customers, other realtors, um, inspections, whatever happens, we really, it's its creating or figuring out your value for yourself. Like, what, how am I valuable in this business? Why am I doing this business? Am I good at it? For what reasons am I good at it? And every single deal you do is going to help you to understand wh- who it is you are in this business and what your what your value is. And I think there's for every easy deal, there's 19 hard ones. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, if I were to do like a take 20 deals, I would tell you this one was really crazy easy. And then these 19, here's the stories. I hope I have and, an easy deal one day. You know, so that's, <laughs> that's yeah. it'll yeah. be one day. It will. That one day will come. <laughs> With Kristen. Um, <laughs> or Lisa. Craig or Dave. <laughs> so, know you know, that's the, that's the, I'll make it hard just for fun. <laughs> but that's, I think that's the thing about it is that no you're not going to walk around wielding this great tool of firing people because this is what we do we help people Um, so jobs are sometimes it's going to be hard Mm -hmm. and um, but it's when you start to feel like your value is being discounted yeah Yeah. I think that there's a differentiation between that deals are hard people are hard people are crazy that was exactly right, you know? So you're dealing with that constantly. You could be the crazy one. Kristen, Kristen, thank you so much for doing our job for us and asking the question that right went there. on for like 45 this is, minutes. Again, this is my passion. I could be right there. You absolutely I could, could go through all 1,400 realtors and have such a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Colin, I have a sign on my desk. It was given to me by one of my agents, and it says, you don't have to be crazy to work here. We'll train you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have that in our in our kitchen at the office. <laughs> hey, podcast fam. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This episode is really, really long, so we decided to split it up into two parts. You just finished part one, and part two is going to come at you this Thursday. So be sure to stay tuned as we continue our discussion on real estate in this mastermind session. We'll see you next time. This is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa.